Greetings, citizens. Welcome to episode 129 of Paranoia Fight Together or Die a Clone. Guess who's here today? There's only one person who hasn't been here. You, you, can, you can come out. No, they're guessing. Oh, okay, they're guessing. Well, they probably had time to guess by now. So, That's right, it's Kyle. Yeah, very exciting to have him here. We will be playing very soon, honest to God, uh, on the 20th, I think. And um, then finally there will be real content to enjoy um, for hopefully a long time. Unless everyone dies at the start of the mission, but I'm not planning on that, so we'll see. Now, um, there's a couple things I wanted to go over. We were going over all the secret societies and talking about them. Let me open up the Paranoia books. By books, I mean PDF. But I do own the real books, as I have flipped the pages for people to hear before. It's just too lazy to get that right. It could be now. anything. You know, die. Wait, I have the Paranoia books. Are gonna make I a can't. Page I, I'm. I'm flipping. I will be flipping a page, but I can't hold open my mic that is pushed to talk while also doing that. So, right. uh, well, that, you that can enjoy this later. Hopefully. Yeah, I'm sure that's. Uh, you want to read the title of that book? Yeah. I decline. Okay. Um, so yeah, we've been talking about secret societies. We've covered most of them, but let's let's talk about a couple of them. Let's talk about the Scions. You you were in the Scions. I don't remember briefly. That. Feels like briefly, you know. Wasn't it, it was like so long ago? Two years of my real life. I feel like it was like one year of your real life, and it's been two years. But I, you know, I could be wrong. I, I I've thrown out all the Scion plot lines because it doesn't seem like they're coming back. You know, um, Scions. Wait, like literally, you, like you've deleted them? Well, no. I mean, I just this I haven't thought about my course of action. I haven't thought about like any any further uh, stuff other than what's there already. If I had more ways to fuck you, they're still written there. I just mean I haven't been like writing more stuff for Scions. Don't think too hard into it. Trust me, it's not gonna save you. But yeah, um, they love mutants. They hate the anti-mutants. They hate me. And you know, if I was, I wanted to ask you something specifically rather than just talk about the society. I wanted to ask um, if you hadn't gotten brain blasted, would would you have been happy sticking with the Scions? Yeah, I, I feel like I'm kind of just uh, doing. Going where the wind takes me. Yeah. Uh, and the wind took me to Scion headquarters. And uh, I was there for a while. And, you know, after um, that, I mean, and even before that, I think you were interested in maybe switching to other people's secret societies, though, weren't you? You talked about maybe... I just felt like the Scions had, like, a big fist aimed at my asshole, and I didn't want it to get any closer. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I was looking for a smaller fist. Smaller fist. One more proportional to your asshole. Yeah. Gotcha. I don't know if Purge is a smaller fist, honestly, but Well, am I in Purge currently? No. The opportunity has presented itself. Yeah. You know, the description of Scions that uh it says uh that they hold no meetings and they're they only have light internal contact. And you seldom know the names or identities of other members. But I think I've mentioned this before, but I wish that I had made it a little bit more interesting. I feel like I stuck too literally to what the book said and I didn't give you enough interesting um, characters to meet. 
obviously you don't have any perspective on what other people's secret meetings have been like, really. But uh, I feel like other people have gotten had more interesting stuff to do. Yeah, I feel but like they've they got been... a lot of room to play with, like, people who have superpowers. Like, they could be anything. Yeah. Scions probably have really sick messengers, actually. Yeah. They have the pipe guy from the comics. The pipe guy from the comics? Yeah. I don't know who we're talking about. He can go up, he says, hello, it's me from the Scions. Uh, I'm in your pipes. Because I got in there to talk to you. What? The Genji Ito comics. The oh, guy. I, I, well, I, you said the comics. I was thinking of like the paranoia comics. There are paranoia comics. I wouldn't know about that. It's treasonous. That's true. Anyways, uh, skipping on ahead. I wish I had done some other stuff. But then again, like I feel like I don't know. Every time I look back on anything, I'm like, oh wow, I could have done that better. So you know, I guess I was just doing what I thought would work at the time. I mean, they're like a, a rigid group of people. So even though you probably could have had fun with that, I don't think it's terrible to be like, now we're in your brain. Like, they're, yeah, they're a is, particularly it, militant society, aren't they? It's supposed to be very spooky. And I, I think I did, I did make it spooky enough for you. You seemed like you got spooked a few times. No, I'm very calm. Oh, okay. Well, let's talk about the other societies on my list. And honestly, we've, we have spoken of all the societies, but we didn't specifically talk about the romantics. What do you think about the romantics? Like me? Like what do I like me bees or No, this? like out of out of character. Out of character. Oh, I think that this that is... like is also room for a lot of uh hilarity and hijinks. I I love that. Yes, they're definitely wacky, um, compared to the scions. Compared to anyone, they're pretty goofy. There is a LARP, um, which they're called uh Dystopia Rising, and they have like a a community uh, it's it's a post-apocalyptic thing it, it it it's not like paranoia in any way but um the bastardization of prior society is and mm-hmm. uh they have like a a tv worshiping cult who uh, um yeah it has, it has like the same vibes as the romantics um and i, I think about it a lot because they have like because it's a larp people kind of just do whatever they like they they build their own sects like i had a i, I knew some people who like worshipped um the buffy characters <laughs> uh, but you can like you can really have get silly with it, and I yeah, I think that's, um, that's cool. Stuff like that is is what the romantics is about. It's about taking something literally or misunderstanding something from humanity's past, which can be hard to do when you're living in humanity's present. But um, I always I always read ideas people had for the romantics, and I think that's really smart. And I would never have thought of that. I guess maybe that's just one of the things I'm not as good at planning. Um, but I guess I've I've come up with some pretty decent stuff. It's time to describe uh, one that you wouldn't use, that you have not used and won't use. One that I haven't used? Well, I mean, you could describe one that you have used if you would like, but I feel like that would put me at an advantage. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, uh, I, I was pretty happy with uh, Lee Van Cleef from the last mission um, being misinterpreted as some kind of Loki-esque god that comes in different guises as different characters in movies and tv shows wait i'm um, sorry that was a reference to something i was unfamiliar yeah uh levanc was lee van cleef i don't know who that is you don't know who that is he's a he's no. a well he i mean he was a famous is it actor like a western like, thing 
I yeah. don't care for uh-huh. westerns. Well, he's he's like he's like the the guy who plays all the villains in like the Clint Eastwood movies and stuff like that. You know. Did wait? Did the rest of Sateri get that joke? And I just missed it because I feel like that's like a crucial mystery solving joke. Um. Well, I don't think anyone actually figured it out in the mission. Uh, it wasn't until after. I feel like we discussed it at some point after. Okay. But well, if you didn't know who Lee feel... Van Cleef was, then maybe you maybe you didn't understand that. No. I, I That would not have gotten to me. Okay, well, yeah. Uh, so the, the, the cult of Levant, they heard about this guy, Lee Van Cleef. Or rather, they, they, they found scraps of things and, you know, stuff where... It's like, ah, uh, there's this guy who, who rustled all this cattle and tied people to train tracks. And his name was so-and-so, but actually it was Levanc. And it's like, oh, wow, it's this guy. He keeps, wow, yeah, you know. Oh, okay. Um, so that's the, that's the only good idea I've ever had. Um, uh, but other stuff, other stuff is just, um, it basically is LARPing. Romantics trying to LARP stuff and people getting in the way of their LARPing. Need to be stopped. Warp with me. The only reason that they're even, like, I guess, a secret society is because they think that the computer is... Uh, uh, rightfully, they think the computer is restricting all this old knowledge and they have to get rid of it to recreate old society. Uh, let's see. Uh, alphabetically, the last society is the Sierra Club. Yeah, we talked about the Sierra Club. Uh, we talked about it a, 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 an okay amount. Do you have any speaking, comments on the Sierra Club? Speaking of jokes that went over my head, um, mm-hmm. I didn't know that, like, th- th- this is not relevant to the current Paranoia session, but um, we've played Paranoia several times before, and we've you know, mentioned this, um, and I didn't know for, like, a really long time that C- the Sierra Club was a real... This oh, God, I'm going to sound so fucking stupid to all these oh, people. Oh, no, you know, I didn't even know that either um, when I first started playing Paranoia. I was just like, I don't know what that name means. I don't, I don't get the joke for an eternity. Uh, we're too youthful and genuine. Yeah. We're, we're too youthful, we say, um, as 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 my skin shrivels. <laughs> but yeah, I um, they haven't really come up like at all in this campaign, which I kind of regret. I feel like I I should have squeezed them in somewhere, but there's a lot of fucking societies. Um, you're, you're posting a lot of death flags for the the game aggressively at me right now. Uh, I've been doing I've been doing that in all of these. In fact, I think I've ended each of these like uh, filler episodes with me saying something like, "Well, that's another good reason for me to kill everyone," uh, and then cutting abruptly. I did say I was going to kill everyone before uh, one fifty, and we're at one twenty nine. So you know, you do the math. No. No, you're going to be sad when paranoia ends for the first time. In, in our paranoia playing history, I think I actually will survive this. <laughs> I remember you were always so sad when we ended a game. You're like, no, we can keep going. But yeah, this one's been proportionally, I've been doing this for, no, not yet, but soon it'll be for like 10% of my life I've been I've been doing this. So uh, I'm, this has I'm ready. cured an addiction for me. Like I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh-wee. Yeah, um, but no, where, I mean, even after, um, I kill everyone horribly, uh, I think we're gonna have so much to talk about that there will be lots of epilogue content. People have been saying they want epilogue content. Don't worry, there will be a lot of stuff even after the campaign is actually done. 
Um, you're gonna have and to then drag after lights that, by his ears. Huh? I said you're going to have to drag lights by his ears. Yeah, well, he. Uh, I, I'm sure he would love to just hang out and talk about stuff. He loves yelling about things, you know. Uh, I'm not. not I'm not, not gonna. Recording. He's. He thinks it's um, masturbation. Ah, uh, yeah, like, he did yeah. use some. He said something like that. I'm sure we can convince him. So, you know, I've been thinking about this. I, you, I'll, let me pitch this to you. Um, I think I pitched this to people before, but I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to do because I would really like um, to have us actually talking about secrets be live. But the problem is, like, once everybody dies and we're like, all right, that's it. We're calling it. People are going to want to talk about stuff right away. But then there will be several weeks of episodes before we actually get to the audience knowing that everyone has died. Um, so, you know... The... You could save some kind of in-character, like, in-game stinger for if you really want to do something live for a live interaction. So, like, we play the last line of the game or whatever uh, in person, live. That would be interesting, but then I'd kind of, I then I would, instead of, like just sort of partially guiding things towards the ending that I'm going for. I'd have to literally pre-plan everything. I don't really want to do that. You know, I, I'm cons- I've considered, like, can I just ask everyone to gag order? But I don't think people are going to want to do that. And I think people are going to start start to forget some of the questions they want to ask each other. Yeah, I don't think the problem is that we won't, like, that we will purposefully screw you. I think we will forget. I think we will accidentally say things. I don't know, like, how how... Willing are these people to listen to us talk? Could we play the last session live? Oh, and then you could record I mean, but, but and edit that. We don't know what the last session is going to be until I kill everybody. Well, um, surely you have some idea. Like you, you will be able to sense because it's not like we play every session, you know, in one sitting. So finally, like when we get there, you can be like, mm, "It's time to play the last chunk mm-hmm. live," and we could just wait until you put it out. Oh man, that would be really tricky. I mean, a, a, a gag order works. If we're all very prepared for it, we can write shit down. Um, Maybe like, um, but I think it'll it'll lose the zest, you know. So I guess I guess we can. I, I guess probably what makes most sense is we'll just record the initial thing of us talking about stuff after the game, and we'll post that. And then after that, I'll say, okay, if you think of any other questions. Um, we're going to write up this big list of stuff we want to ask each other or ask the game master. And we're just going to keep writing stuff and keep making this list longer. And then then we'll do a, a live thing where we go through all those questions. And also anyone can ask stuff while we're live, maybe. That's more reasonable. So like people can get their, people can get the initial stuff off their chest. And then if you think of anything else, instead of, in, like usually what would happen is as we're just playing games or hanging out, we'll think of more stuff to ask each other or talk about. But instead of that, write it down in this box. Just write it on a piece of paper and stick it in the box and we'll open the box. Because we are pals for life. We hang pals out. Pals for life. All the time. Yeah, Best we definitely friends. have... Nothing has ever threatened our friendship and nothing ever will. Looks at the camera. Truly an um, unbreakable bond between this group of people. All right. Uh, let's see. I had... You asked me about the Romantics in the Sierra Club and the Scions, so I assume... Yeah, yeah, those are the those are the society, societies I wanted to talk about, and then... Now ask me about the Illuminati. Uh, no. Okay, uh, what do you think about the Illuminati? Well, I was gonna say no. 
Oh, okay. So yes, people were asking about people were asking about the service groups, and I did write something about that. But since we have more time now, we could talk about the service groups a little bit. How much do you remember about the service groups? I don't. Well, you can name some of them. R and D. Boy. Um, Kyle is in the military. No, he's in INSEC, Internal Security. The so there's military. the Armed Forces. Uh, no, the so Armed Forces two, is different. I got two. Three. You didn't get that one. Um, I work in happiness indexing. No. Uh, that's not my job. Health indexing. I don't think that, yeah. <laughs> and that's that's your specific job and not your service group. I think I'm thinking back to um, when we first pulled these and like what happened is you like had me pick a service group and then you rolled or something. Or I had to pick between like two. Yeah. And I, I remember that I'm in R&D because I specifically picked R&D because I knew what it meant. <laughs> um, yeah, I think. Also, I was, you know, hoping hoping to roll like funny, wacky, you know, weapons and, and testing. I think that's fun. But mostly because I like understood. I knew and understood what those words meant. Um, but yeah, okay. So we have the armed forces, which you, you know of. I feel like we, we've covered that one enough. You know, it's one of the obvious ones. We have CPU, Central Processing Unit, which is the, the administration branch of Alpha Complex that runs everything and figures out what should happen in, in what places and who should do what. Clone services. Uh, HPD and MC. Is that huh? that? It's HPD and MC. That might be what I am, actually. I think you rolled that initially, but then you uh, changed your mind. God, I have excellent memory. Um, HPD and MC is... Housing, uh, preservation, development, and mind control, and that's like the the public relations branch. Uh, it's uh, people management, citizen management. You know, uh, internal security is. Uh, we've talked about that one enough. Uh, PLC is production logistics commissary, and that is all of the resource management. They're the guys who play Factorio. Power services are also the guys who play Factorio, but they do it with the electricity. I guess power services are like the guys who play like the really, like really deep, like circuit building simulators. R&D, of course, research and development. Uh, I think everyone can just picture Dexter's lab in their head uh, or, or I don't know, something that's more modern. I, that's that's not too old, is it? Dexter's lab isn't too old. I'm not old, am I? I don't. I, I would imagine that our uh, listener base is exactly the age that, that you are wanting to hit with that. Okay. And finally, there's tech services, which is fixing anything, uh, anything that needs to be measured or tweaked or unfucked. The light bulb broke, uh, the pipe is leaking. Uh, And sometimes when I can't think of a way to, sometimes when I'm trying to think of like the basis for a mission, I will just read through the descriptions of these things again, because uh, it can give a lot of ideas. And I think it's fun to um, give your players an idea of what each of these are. Because obviously the players are not allowed to read the book. So it's up to you to convey to your players what is each what is each group like. And since there's eight of them and there's so many secret societies and so many everything, you know, you're probably not going to have time to introduce them all. So sometimes I just pick one and I'm like, you know, what what would this group be like as a mission? One of the finale missions, I think, of the last campaign where you had the uh, legs two, that was me. That, that was I think originated from 
I was thinking about research and development. Or I had I had the we idea. We had a mission where we had to dump um, a robot into a can of food, a vat of food. Mission where you had to dump a robot into a vat of food. I think that was a secret mission that the we were supposed to protect the robot might have been our real mission. I mean, there there was a there was a mission where that happened, but that was not the mission objective. Um, that was very far from the mission objective, actually. It was my mission objective. I thought that was Cheese's mission objective was to sabotage the robot. You had to download something from the robot. I yeah. Well, it told me to stop touching it. Like loudly. Yes, that that was like that was I think that was the that was the first the mission first game ever, had. right? Uh huh. Um, that that I ever ran with you guys, and that um, the very like pretty much the first thing that happened was you guys were getting ready to get on a train to go to your mission location, right? Right after the briefing, and you had uh, Radbot, who was in this game. Um, Rab, there was a there was a Radbot. In, in the very first mission, and I decided to put one in the first mission of this game as a, as a little thing. In fact, if you listen to the very first episode, I think somebody says, Hello, Radbot, uh, as Radbot is introduced in sort of a, a knowing way. Um, I think that might have been Fritter. Sounds like Ram. Maybe. I, I can't quite remember now. Um, but uh, Bees had to download something from it. She had to... St- or Or... No, you had to upload something to it. You had to one of us had it. to steal, one of us had to upload, one of us had to protect, one of us had to destroy. And then there yeah, were like I three other missions, missions because missions it was a really robot, big game with really, like eight people. It was very funny. Very funny to me. Um, but specifically, Bees made a secret role. And I've, I've mentioned many times that like when, you, when your players fuck up a secret role that would really obviously give away like what society they're in or what their objective is, do something slightly different. Don't don't just reveal it. Make it, um, you know, something something slightly different. So instead, what I what I did is I stopped everybody and I said, uh, as you're standing by the train station, uh, Redbot suddenly says, "You are the enemy." Or no, first first he said, uh, "I am not programmed for this," and then you tried again and failed again, and he said, "You are the enemy." Um. But but he didn't with no indication as to who he was talking about, and everyone was like trying to figure out what that meant. Uh, but then eventually they just kind of gave up as the train got here, and uh, Beast managed to get away. I think we have a I think we have a comic drawn of that, maybe a couple comics drawn of that. I might post that uh, later after this episode comes out. Your memory is so detailed. Well, I I mean. I remember I looked the this pictures stuff lot, I made you know? in my brain of the scene. Like, I remember it like I watched a movie where that happened, but that's it. I remember a robot going, stop. And everyone going, oh my god, the robot. Yeah. Um, what was I talking about? I don't know, I'm sorry. Oh, you were talking about um, finding your mission through services. Oh, Yeah. So obviously the the underwater uh, station that was also kind of an R and D themed mission, um, and then you know like the factory anything that takes place in a factory or an assembly line or uh, the mine for example that's sort of a PLC type of thing. So I kind of look at some stuff like that to get some inspiration as to as to what kind of stuff they might do. What what are the people going to be like? You know, I think about stuff like that. Um. And obviously, internal security and armed forces, you can come up with loads of ideas where you're working with or against those guys. What'd you talk about with lights? 
Uh, well, with lights, I talked about some secret societies, and then I talked about um, we kind of we talked about game design, actually, kind of game mastering and and how to do it in ways that aren't bad. And with Kyle, I talked about secret societies, and then we answered some some questions. What uh, I, you know, one of the questions that was asked was what What did you me? How did I first get into paranoia? And like I said last time, I didn't want to talk about that with someone else because that's uh, just a really long monologue. What was it? What, what about you? Uh, why don't you tell the story of you first doing Paranoia, since we're talking about the first mission anyway? What did you think when I introduced the game concept to you? Or was I the first time you heard about it? Because I know that you planned on playing Paranoia with some other people. I don't know yeah, if that, that ever happened. N- that happened after. Um, I okay, played okay. this game with you. It, it, it might have been the first game I was invited to. Um, maybe. I don't think you were in the, like, when we played Pathfinder, like, the first thing we ever played together. Yeah. Uh, um, and I, I, I had played tabletops prior to that, um, but I'd never maybe played Maybe you'd been in Call of Cthulhu with us first. That's possible. I don't, I don't know the, the timeline, but I, I've played a couple Call of Cthulhu's with you guys. Like I said, I, I mean, even not with this group of people, I've played tabletops before. Yeah. Um, but never, um... I guess, deceitful tabletops. Adversarial, uh, yeah. Yeah. And, like, my f- my favorite thing in the world is is uh, social deception games, like... Um, Werewolf. Ultimate Werewolf. Yeah. So, uh, playing this game, like, turned a switch in my brain. We talked about it a little bit earlier when I, I said, you, you cured an addiction for me. But something <laughs> went wrong, like, with me after I played that game. And it was all I could... It, it was, I was... I, I tortured everyone... That we know, because it was all I could think about was, was paranoia, and I, I was like, let's play yeah, again, really, when are we playing you again? You crawled up people's asses trying to get information out of them every second that we weren't playing. Uh, and every time we would start, like, a new campaign of a game, because, you know, par- paranoia would end. And, and not, like, fast. We'd play games to approximately completion. Like, we would play for six months or whatever. Um, I, I, I would instantly be like, it's time to play paranoia again. And every once in a while, I would win. Um, this... Being an example of that, my my power, you're all welcome. Um, and I, it, it, I just think that the concept of of a tabletop game where you both have to work together but push against each other, and having like communication and secret things happen, it's like in D anD D where they give you like a like a secret backstory, except way better, and it's the intentional point of the game. Yeah, it's it's definitely. Um... A very different experience than non-adversarial tabletop games, and there's not a lot of adversarial ones compared, comparatively speaking. Also, personally, um, I just like absolutely love the uh, flavor of paranoia. I'm here comes the train. Ah, the train. Maybe we'll hear it on the microphone this time. I will open up my mic so you can hear it, but the the it's definitely recording. Um, well, I'll continue talking. Uh, in the meantime. When I, when my, my friend, I remember, invited me over one time and um, he had the rule book, the same type of rule book that I have now, I think. And he was telling me about the game and I was like, I want to read the book. And he's like, no, you can't read the book. And I, I did not understand. I said, let me read the book. And he said, no, 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 no. You're not supposed to read the book. I said, well, how am I supposed to play the game if I can't read the book? I don't understand. How, I, have to, I have to look at the rule book before I can play the game. I was very, I like, even more so than other people, I, I really... I'm the kind of person who likes to read the whole rule book before we play, um, and so I was quite. I was. I was pr- probably, probably a pest um, because I'd never. Even, I'd never conceived of a game where you're not supposed to know how to play it going into it. Um, but what we did, we there was this. 
uh, online service called J Paranoia, which is like a uh, online paranoia. I think maybe it still exists. I don't know if it does. Um, but really, it's just a, ch- a chat client with some tools in it designed to make playing paranoia easier. What was the first mission I was in? I, I think the first mission I was in, there was this. I this this was so long ago. I was like a a little kid. I was like um, a little kid. But there was like yeah. I we I started playing when I was like I think like thirteen. I didn't know like that, that about you. Yeah, it was it was pretty early. Um, but I remember the map was circular. I don't remember where we were. I think we were on like a moon base or something, if I recall. But I don't that that could be an exaggeration. And there was a, there we were infiltrating commies. There were lots of commies, and we had to pretend to be commies. Uh, and there was a lot of hot fun. Uh, I remember a couple things. One of the things was that I had to get some blueprints, and so I snuck away from the group, and I was secretly uh, going around. And I remember talking in a private chat, talking to the the GM, saying, you know. I want to look around the room. He was describing, like, there's lots of people doing work at desks. Uh, I made some rolls. I found the the papers I was looking for. I was like, ah, okay, this is this is what I want. Um, but I need to get this guy to give it to me. And I was like, you know, I, 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 as a 13-year-old, I didn't even really understand the concept of communism very well. But I understood, like, the, the goofiness. I was like, you know, comrade, can I, can I borrow these papers for something? Um, and he was like, you know, what do you, what do you need them for? Uh, and I was like, um... Like I, I need the, I need these papers to get a promotion, uh, but for commies, where something like promotion and being better than someone else, not everyone being equal, that's like telling the computer you're gonna instate socialism. So he looked at me and said, "You capitalist bastard," and he blew me up. And then um, in J Paranoia, there's this. I think it was like it either was the Wilhelm scream or it was close to it that plays whenever somebody dies. Um, which is funny because when you're having a secret conversation with the game master and everyone else is having a normal conversation in a safe place, relatively safe, uh, and suddenly the death sound effect plays, everyone's like, okay, what the hell just happened? You know, I, I, I count the heads here. Who's actually here? Who's not actually here? Who snuck off? Um, so that was a great aspect of, of uh, playing it online is the, the mandatory death sound effect, which is kind of kind of like meta you know and it's, like, you wouldn't actually really know necessarily but oh well um you'd hear the, the tubes open up to to sh- the body away and everyone would go ah someone died uh that's true yeah maybe so um so that yeah that i remember i remember that the most about my first paranoia game i don't know if i've told that story before maybe i haven't um i hope i hope i haven't um but if i have then it was a year ago so i don't care um uh, for you, what what parts? You said you remembered like the vaguely what was going on. What parts are, are most stuck in your brain from your first paranoia mission? My, my, I remember when we pushed the robot into the food, the hot fun, the cold fun. The it wasn't fun. cold fun because I I have like a solid image in my brain for cold fun. It's ice cream, but hot fun is like green soup, something like that. Yeah, I I so you were. There was, I remember, so in that mission, um, I think it was actually a pretty smartly designed mission only because I had so much time to work on it because we weren't actually playing it yet. 
we didn't, I didn't have to announce that we were going to play Paranoia until I had the mission done. So I had m- way more time. So even though it was my first one, it was it was pretty good. Um, you were sent to figure out why Hot Fun in this sector was radioactive. Um, yeah, that could contribute to the green feeling in my brain. Yeah, and so you had Radbot, and you were sent over there, and you take you take a train over, fairly normal, except for the part where you guys had to have a fight on the roof of the train because that was Kyle's secret mission and he convinced you to do it somehow. Um, you arrive and when you arrive, uh, like you open the door to the facility and hot, fl- hot fun just like floods out and like with a stream of dead bodies on it. And you're like, wow, this is way worse than we were told. Um, there's a bunch of robots that have gone crazy because there's somebody's built a house out of plutonium blocks uh, and it's completely fried the robot circuitry. And the robots have declared themselves to be an independent state. So you fought the robots. And you're like, where did these plutonium bricks come from? What the fuck is going on? So you go you uh, go somewhere else. I don't, I don't remember exactly which building was what anymore. Um, and eventually you get to the, the, the hot fun production vats. There's these giant vertical cylinders of hot fun. And you're on catwalks. And everybody's in big full body suits that make it so you can't see who's who really. Um, and some of those guys were traitors and you figure that out and a big fight ensues, uh, with people precariously on top of catwalks above boiling hot fun. Uh, and so, you know, people, people get knocked in and catwalks break and fall in. Um, and one person had to destroy Radbot and they somehow either coincidentally Radbot fell into the vat and they had to jump into the vat after that. Uh, because Vadbot was, um, as Vadbot, Radbot was previously established to be liquid proof. So they had to jump in and sabotage him while they were in the hot fun and boiling to death. Um, but they had a power? I don't remember if they had a power or if they also just got knocked in and in their dying moments they managed to, to make a hole in Radbot or something. Um, or maybe they were in one of the, I think, so you guys were also in suits, but some of the suits had holes. Or when you got hit, uh, okay, I remember it, you were you also had protective suits. But if you get hit even once and the suit gets a hole in it, and then you fall in the hot fun, then the hot fun's going to leak into your suit, and then you're going to slowly boil uh, as the hot fun fills up your suit. Uh, so she was doing that as that happened to her, I think, and uh, died as a result of that because she didn't have enough time to get out. I also remember that lights. Uh, pulled you out of the hot fun vat uh, and you drew a picture of him like rising out of the hot fun like Jesus holding you in his arms. Um, and I'll post that one too, I guess. Oh, I, I I don't remember that. I would like to see it. You don't remember that? Uh, okay, no. I'll, I'll get that I, for you too. I have a little goldfish in here and it doesn't think about memories. Uh, let me get that for you right now, actually. Yeah, here you go. You don't remember drawing this? Or maybe you do now? No, I don't. <laughs> you don't remember drawing this? I mean, I, I can picture myself drawing this. It's beautiful. I remember this. I remember this paranoia character. This is, um, Ribbit. I think so. Yeah. The other name was the other one was Weber. Yeah, and then I don't remember who drew this. Did you also draw this, or someone else drew this? I also drew this. I I, I recognize the shading. Yes, this is another another player. Uh, I'll post this. I'll, I'll post all the hot fun related, hot fun vat related comics. This one, um, I remember they. The, I don't remember exactly what the first one means with the six feet uh, measurement, but like 
this character, this player had or been ordered to like stay within or away six feet away from the radioactive hot fun bowls, and and uh, they died in the hot fun vat. And this is a comic about them slowly developing a distaste for hot fun. Uh, after maybe I, I I didn't make this. I don't know. There's so many art styles happening. I don't yeah. know if I have the range. And this is uh, this is a comic of Kyle and Fritter. No, Kyle and Ram were uh, egging no. on uh, Fritter and Lights to do the hot fun fight on top of the train. So this is a drawing of them on top of the train, uh, throwing hot fun bowls at each other. Um, are there any other related comics? Let's see. Oh my god. Fucking blast from the past. I used to be so good at drawing. What happened? You stopped drawing. Don't speak to me. <laughs> oh, oh, wait. Oh, uh, I think this one's... This one must be yours. Um, this one's called Canteen Combat. This is when you were in... Yeah, the canteen was where you fought the robots that had built the plutonium uh, house. This is everyone in the protective suits. Um... I don't remember exactly what the hell was going on, but there's a lot of labels here. I gotta zoom in, yeah. <laughs> uh, there's robots. There's a lot of robots with faces that say "kill" on computer Naked screen faces. Naked and unafraid. Uh, people dual wielding, yelling at each other, bleeding out on the ground, hiding. It was a big game. There were a lot of players. Yes, I These believe are we all had eight, PCs. eight people in the first session. Um, which is, it, don't try to run paranoia with eight people. You're not going to be able to give them enough attention. Um, it was so fun, though. The, very the chaos. Um, oh, and of course, well, I mean, I already talked about this one, but I'll post this for you because this is the You Are the Enemy comic. <laughs> yeah. I, I love Fritter saying, what if it was telling us, haha, you are right, Fritter, that certainly was unimportant. He did that. It's really fucking he, funny. He immediately yeah. was like, oh, it's because Bees is touching it. And I was like, mm, probably not. Yeah. Just move, move right along. There's a lot of other choice comics. Uh, I'll maybe like uh, when this is completely done, I will like just post all these comics or something. We can talk about them maybe in the live thing. Uh, I won't post every single one of them. Oh, here's another one uh, of the train fight. I think this is one that you did of the train fight. The other one I think was maybe Kyle drew the other one. Uh, it, it's definitely I. The, there is one comic here that I know I did not make, and it's the Pokemon one. Yeah. Everything um, else, I I don't know. We 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 almost had our own like art style for parody, like as a as a group. It seems. Yeah. Uh, I think that's more than enough uh, stuff to talk about. Is there anything else you'd like to talk about for our filler episode, our special time together? What's going to happen next episode? Uh, next episode is this episode. But if you mean what's going to happen after this, um, you're going to have something really bad happen to you. It's going to be so bad and you should be anxious about it. Uh, to me? Yeah. I feel anxious about it. Thank you for listening to this episode of Paranoia. Fight together or die a clone.